no one is, 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 is more locked in. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkins and Andrew Filipponi. Thought about having one of those moments that we see Skip Bayless fake where he wants to take the Dak Prescott jersey and throw it in the garbage and he does it every time. He might do it Sunday night after the Cowboys-Eagles game again, but uh, I wanted to do that at halftime. I was so sickened by what I saw from Pickett. I mean, he had an opening drive touchdown, and then there were at least three plays where he missed wide receivers. Two of them probably could have gone for touchdowns. And to add insult to injury, you're getting outplayed at home by Will Levis in his first road start. And then as often as the case for Pickett, something changes in the second half. Uh, it's reminiscent of when I watched Roethlisberger early in his career. The numbers wouldn't always be great, but he came alive when the game was on the line. And it happened again here. He could have easily thrown two touchdown passes in the second half. Inexplicable that George Pickens did not get a second foot in bounds when he's considered. That was wild, man. I know. I mean, he, he was his head was just not in the game. He had uh, minus one yards receiving in this one. So... I thought we it was talked- Rice to Montana. I follow you on Twitter. You said you said or Montana to Rice. It's Isn't actually that- Joe Montana and it's Rasheed Rice. Oh, Sydney Rice. Yeah, it's not Jerry. That's oh. where you're. Yeah, you're not following along. It's I'm Uncle confused. Ben. Uh, so yeah, I mean, uh, if our show today, uh, give us credit, like we predicted a game like this. I think everybody who covers the Steelers thought. It was going to be a under 20 type game played in the teens, kick field goals, don't turn the ball over and you win. And that's exactly what they did. So I'll, I'll be very interested to hear how the fan base feels tomorrow when we talk about this game, because if I had opened it up to calls at halftime, they would have actually said the offensive coordinator is fine for once and the quarterback just sucks. And then the quarterback in the second half, pulled a Houdini and ended up having his seventh comeback win in the fourth quarter uh, since he started, which is the second most in the NFL behind Kirk Cousins in that time frame. All right, two things. Uh, my program director, Ryan Porth, is from, uh, came from to us from Nashville, and he said, you got to get Pony on the record. Is he willing to admit that Will Levis is already better than Kenny Pickett? No, he's not. And I would have said that at halftime, but I didn't think Levis had a good second half. He threw the interception at the end of the game. Now that drive was mostly I mean, aided by. Yeah, yeah I'm not, not going to kill him for that, but it was it was not the last play. It didn't have to be. They still had enough time where he could have gone to the sidelines or thrown the ball away. Could have been another interception on that drive. I mean, he basically did nothing in the second half. Um, you see the arm talent. You see a poise there from him. He doesn't have the best receivers. That's for sure. He does have Derrick Henry. And frankly, one of the plays where the game got lost was when the Titans were driving after they started backed up in their own end, and it was third and short and fourth and short, they went for both, and neither time the ball went to Derrick Henry, which is inexplicable for Mike Vrabel, who I love as a coach, but he's got to tell his offensive coordinator, hey, we have a transcendent running back. We didn't trade. Let's get him the ball in these situations, and they refused to do it. Will there come a time? Because today it was eight yards per carry for Jalen Warren. I have eyes. I'm not a coach. I never played running back at any level. But he has way more juice than Najee Harris. And, 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 every and, and Najee always. actually played a good game, I thought. I mean, it's still, even in a game where Najee plays well, it's pretty evident that Warren is still the superior back. 
But you're right. I mean, it should be more Warren than Tom, than than Najee. Uh, I thought a huge move that got made for this game, and Tomlin just admitted it on his in his press conference. They benched a ten million dollar right tackle uh, for performance on a short week, and played Broderick Jones, their rookie there, the 14th pick in the draft, out of position at right tackle. And I think we'll see like a guy like Brian Baldinger break it down this week. I mean, the blocks he made in the run game were just massive in what the Steelers were able to do. They they looked like a totally different offense from a run standpoint with him in there to get the guy you traded up for and used a first-round pick in. It was it, a little bit too late for me, but at least they made that move now. He was the guy I wanted the Bears to take. They took Darnell Wright, and they looked correct on that. Darnell Wright's been awesome as a right tackle, but Broderick Jones just very, very, very high-level athlete. On the offensive line. All right, let's get to the games. We'll start with the one in Germany. We've exported our best game of the week to Frankfurt. It's the biggest international game, I would say, ever. Do the Chiefs bounce back in this one? Yes. I think the Chiefs bounce back. I know it won't come as a shock to you that I'm backing Mahomes and Reed and Kelsey in this spot. They seem legitimately pissed off by what happened against Denver. I think they've got legitimate bulletin board material with what Tyreek Hill has been saying for the last 18 months. It's criminal that this game isn't at Arrowhead. I know why it's not at Arrowhead, because it came down to Chiefs-Bears, Chiefs-Lions, and Chiefs-Dolphins to go to Germany. And Chiefs-Lions was selected for the opener, and they can charge more money for tickets at Arrowhead to Chiefs-Bears than Chiefs-Dolphins. So a potential AFC championship game preview goes to Frankfurt. So Tyreek Hill will have to wait for the Arrowhead crowd reaction, which I would be very interested into what it would be because obviously he deserves to be in their ring of honor and to be cheered. But all he's done is talk shit since he left. So I could have seen like a pregame ovation followed by massive in-game boos every time he touched the ball. It would have been electric. So I think we're getting robbed that this game isn't at Arrowhead. But I think there's enough there that the Chiefs win. And the Dolphins have not yet proven that they can beat a great team. And I don't know if this Chiefs team is a great team yet, but the Dolphins, I've got to see it before I believe it. Yeah, the 9.30 Eastern time is fine for me as someone that lives in Pittsburgh. But you, you with the start of this game, you take out the entire West Coast audience. You have to make it an appointment thing where you set your alarm to watch this game because it's going to start at 630. So that's that's a big that's a big L for the NFL. Uh, I know that there's a bigger picture. They want to grow the game. Goodell's probably in that way tickled pink that they have such a big game here to kick off this Germany experiment. And Clark uh, Hunt is uh, the chairman of the international committee. Yeah. So in that regard, they're going to love it. They'll probably do big ratings even with the super early kickoff. But I'm with you. Um the Dolphins have had two tests this year. They failed both uh, in big ways, especially the Bills game where they lost by four touchdowns. A little bit less so against the Eagles, but still, they didn't lose that game in a you know, on a last-second play. They were the inferior team, and they, they don't, now those are both on the road. So we'll see in this spot, but I, I tend to agree with you. I do think for the Chiefs, They'll look, they'll, they've treated this game like it's a playoff tune-up. Like, okay, this is a game in November that we can almost treat like it's a Super Bowl test. We're going to a neutral site. We'll go through 
the machinations of what it's like to play a big neutral site game. And we know how comfortable they are in that spot. I'm with you. I think the Chiefs win. I can't believe the line's so small and it keeps going down. I like Kansas City. Cowboys-Eagles, massive game every year, certainly this week as well. Do you think Dallas finally wins a big game? My gut says yes, and I don't get it because – Really? It does. Yeah. And, Interesting. And I, I think most of the football viewing public thinks that Dallas is a fraudulent team, and I've said that on this show before. And what they did against San Francisco now it looks even worse in retrospect. But Philly giving up as many points as they did to Washington. I know that's a bad matchup for them. And I know what A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts were able to do. But I think at this very second, at this minute, I think the Cowboys are a more complete team. Now they got to prove it and they got to show it in a game. But at this second, I think they're a better team. Philly's pass defense, we've been on this since basically week one of the season. Their line is there. Their secondary is not. Now they have Bayard. Yep. Philly's at home. And it just comes down to coin flip, home game. I trust Jalen Hurts and the Eagles coaching more than I trust Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy. And I think that you should have said before the 49ers game, but you hoodwinked yourself into thinking that there was like a new Mike McCarthy. I did. So this is, I won't get fooled again from Danny Parkins. That's correct. Yeah, that's that, that, that's correct. And like, if you were going to make a list of the top, you know, we talked about AJ Brown last week as being third for offensive player of the year. Like if you were going to make a list for top receivers in the NFL, AJ Brown and CD Lamb, I think, would both be in your top 10, but AJ Brown would be higher than him. Like it it yeah. is a bet like the the top offensive combination on Philly is better than the one on Dallas. And I'm still waiting for Tony Pollard and the Cowboys run game to get going. You don't have to worry about that as much with Philly. Uh, I do think, even though Hertz has had bad games like the one against the Jets, that you do trust Hertz more in this game than you would Dak. Um I think I like the Cowboys front seven actually right now, even with Van Der Esch out. I think I like it a little bit more than Philly. Um, so it, it, it should be a great game. Uh, it should be a close game. Dallas, I think at some point you knock on the door enough, they're going to win one of these games eventually. Maybe not in January, but like now in November, I think so. They, they won this game last year, but it was with, with Minshew. And that was in November again, so... Or December. So yeah, I mean, I'm going to take the Cowboys and probably come on Sunday night and get made fun of for it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Okay, we got it. You're right. There are a lot of good games here. Seahawks it's an and Ravens, dude. It's the be, it's the best slate. But the, then it falls off a cliff, dude. We'll get to that spot. It gets it gets no. There. But but just just from the TV viewing standpoint, yeah. Chiefs and uh, Dolphins. Dolphins early. Then this game at the 1 o'clock Eastern. 
then the Cowboys game, and then Bills and Bengals. Like, you have one marquee matchup in all of the slots, but get get to the best ones. Seahawks and Ravens. Um, bigger game for which team? It's a bigger game for Seattle. Because I think that Baltimore believes pedigree, Lamar, MVP, Harbaugh. I think that they believe that they can win a Super Bowl. Whether or not the world believes it or not, I think that they believe it. I think that Seattle need like Pete Carroll's done it, but these guys haven't. And Geno hasn't. And while they beat Detroit in week two, everything else doesn't look as impressive and they lost to Cincy, whereas Baltimore just beat Detroit. Like Baltimore has a marquee win much more recently than Seattle does. So I think that Seattle, maybe not as much, like somewhat internally, but certainly externally, like if they get a win like this in Baltimore, people are going to be like, God damn, they can win basically any game that's on their schedule. I think that people already believe that about Baltimore. So I, I don't know if I heard you right there, but so you're saying the Ravens win over the Lions was a marquee win, but the Seahawks win over the Lions was not because it was earlier in the year? I'm just saying it's the, the Ravens one is more recent, and the, the, the Seahawks one felt in the moment like it was a letdown spot for the Lions after the opener uh, against the Chiefs. Okay, It was 37-31 in overtime weirder game listen they, they both beat the lions but one of them was what two weeks ago and the other one was six weeks ago so the most recent test for one of these teams in a big spot was seahawks cincy and they lost it so i think this is a bigger game for seattle I, i'm i'm really surprised to hear you say that because i think it's a bonus game for seattle it's not it's not a conference game they haven't played san francisco yet right so you still have two dates with them you lead them now in the division. If you lose to Baltimore, go into the East Coast early for you. I don't think it's even close to the end of the world. If you look at the Ravens, if they don't win this game, two teams in the AFC are going to clearly get put ahead of them. The team that wins Chiefs-Dolphins and the team that wins Bengals-Bills. If the Ravens win... I'm not even just talking about record-wise. I'm talking about more of how I'll view them, my opinion on them. If they win this game and they do it convincingly, then I think they'll deserve to be in the same category as the winner of those other two games. If they lose it, well, there's another home loss. They've already lost to the Colts at home with Minshew. They've already gone to Pittsburgh and loss. I'll just probably say about the Ravens what I've said about them for years. They win a lot of games with Lamar Jackson at quarterback, but they have a tendency to, for whatever reason, stub their toes in spots, play. I mean, they're, they're, to me, just less reliable than some of these other teams like Joe Burrows, Bengals, or Patrick Mahomes, Chiefs. So you might be right about their internal belief, but I know that I won't have that if they lose this game at home to Seattle on Sunday.